0: Hello, my name is Alexander Ferrer, and I'm the Education Coordinator for Youth Employment Services.
1: And my name is Maureen Morrison, and I'm an Employment Facilitator
0: with Youth Employment Services. And you are listening to The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. Today, we'll be talking about informal work uh, skills and how that can translate to work. And just in general, coming up with a skills inventory to figure out what type of job is best for you. So first off, I want to talk a little bit about employable skills. Now, what are employable skills? Well, employable skills are skills that are on a job description center. And you can you could try to think about all sorts of skills. Uh, almost every skill you can think of is going to be on a job description. So it's good to try to come up with things that you've done, and that could be with formal work or informal work. And even if you've never worked before, you can try to figure out those types of skills. Um, so, how can one uh, come up with formal or informal skills that you have done?
1: Yeah, and we'll get to that a little bit after, but the first thing I want to kind of get into is the difference between hard skills and soft skills. So you'll often see in, like, skills inventories online, or people will even mention in job descriptions sometimes, we're looking for soft skills such as this, or we're looking for these hard skills. So, Uh, Both soft skills and hard skills are really important when you're job hunting, but I just wanted to quickly touch on what they are and what the differences are and why both are important. So a hard skill is the more technical skills. Those ones are ones that are very easily quantifiable in like, do you know how to use Microsoft Word? Yes or no? Or do you understand how to code this program? Yes or no? Like, can you use C++ coding? And a soft skill is, is more those skills for interacting with people. So do you have the capacity to hold a conversation with a wide variety of people? Are you good at working on a team? So the soft skills are ones more about working with other people and being able to interact and being able to kind of know how to take initiative or things like that. Uh, And then the hard skills are more so skills that are the technical skills that you would pick up through training or through job experience or sometimes volunteer experience, things like that. You can still pick up hard skills through informal work experience. Like, for example, if I helped my friend uh, remodel their bathroom, I would still be picking up the hard skills of learning certain power tools uh, or being able to retile something. But it would have still been through an informal experience, right? Like we could call that volunteer experience if I was just helping them and not getting paid to do so. So that's just kind of what hard skills and soft skills are. And obviously it's pretty important to be able to have both, but which hard skills you need to have and which soft skills are really important for your job is going to really depend on what kind of jobs you're looking for. So it's important when you're talking about what skills you have to identify both what your hard skills are and what your soft skills are uh, to be able to know what kind of jobs you should be looking for. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later when we talk about coming up with a skills inventory.
0: Yes, so let's just try to think about right now, let's say you've never worked before. I guarantee you that it's not the case because everybody has done something in their life. I'm sure you guys don't spend all your time staring at a wall. You probably do something. So what do I mean by that? So let's say you play a sport, okay? What are some things you learn in a sport that could apply to a job? Well, you actually have to work as a team. You might have to be a leader. You might have to be sort of a cheerleader for your uh, teammates to say, hey, yes, we can score a goal or get points, whatever sport you might be playing. Uh, Let's say you've mowed your own lawn before. Uh, Well, you know how to mow a lawn. Great, you qualify now for a uh, lawn mowing position. Let's say that you've scheduled something before. Let's say you've been to a doctor's appointment before. Well, you know what? Guess what? That's time management. If you woke up today at a certain time, you need to go to school or whatever you might do. That is time management. You have good time management skills. Uh, the list goes on and on. You could talk about grandparents. Let's say you take care of your grandparents. Well, maybe you're good at taking care of older people so you can work at a retirement community. Let's say that you manage your own money, and I'm sure a lot of us do. Hey, that's money management skills. You play a musical instrument or you do some type of art. Even in your spare time, you are creative. It doesn't have to be formal at all. Or just things that you generally like to do. Just try to think about things that you yourself enjoy to do in your spare time. Because that will actually translate to work. I'm coming up with all of these ideas, all these skills. You know, I'm creative. I'm good at teamwork. I'm at lawn care uh, work. What is that? What are all these skills I'm, I'm describing? It's a list. What is that?
1: So that is the skills inventory. And a skills inventory. It sounds kind of fancy, but it's honestly basically just part of your resume. And it's all just in the way you organize it. So it doesn't have to be this huge daunting task. All you have to do to get started is start to list out your activities and your interests. So like Alexander was saying, any of those things he just talked about, whether that's helping take care of your grandparents, maybe you go over there once a week and you make them dinner or something like that. Or maybe you mow the lawn for your parents, or maybe you mow the lawn for your cousins, or maybe you just keep track of your own schedule. Maybe you play sports after school. Those are all things that you can start putting onto your list and then make little branches off of those and start brainstorming what skills you gain in order to be successful at those activities. So we'll talk a little bit more about this later. We'll do some more specific brainstorming, but we'll just kind of start with the lawn care example. So if I were to put lawn care on my resume, I would say, okay, so I learned how to do lawn care, Right, that's the most obvious skill that I've learned from this is I now know how to mow a lawn. But I also learned how to pay attention to detail. You don't want to miss any spots. I also learned how to market myself. If I was going door-to-door offering lawn care services, I've learned how to market myself. I've worked face-to-face with customers and clients. I've built those relationships with clients. I've also managed money, right? I've taken payments for what I've done and ensured that I was able to give change if I needed to give change. And so there are probably, you know, at least three or four different skills that you can come up with for almost any activity you have. So skills inventory can get really long, really quick, but ideally what you want to do is create kind of a master skills list. And so when you have that, you're then able to know a little bit more about what skills you have, what skills of those are quote unquote employable skills, you know, spoiler alert, pretty much any skills an employable skill. It just depends what kind of job you're looking for. And then you are going to have a better idea of what jobs that you can apply for, that you'll be good at, that you'll enjoy. Alexine will talk a little bit more later on about what some of the benefits of a skills inventory are. Um, but some other ways that you can work on it are by looking at job descriptions and going through the list of the different qualifications or the different responsibilities you would have at the job and just write down any of those that apply to you and then figure out which activities you do are responsible for you being able to do that skill, right? So if the one of the responsibilities on the job, say for a job at the mall, is to be able to greet customers and direct them to the appropriate part of the store to find a certain product, you know, what activity did you do that has allowed you to develop the ability to do that skill well? Maybe you helped out in the office at your school and you helped the receptionist answer the phones or you helped other students get what they needed, right? And so there's kind of the two different ways that you can approach it. The first way that I said was to start with your activities and interests and then write the skills based on those. Or you can do it the opposite way. And you can look at the skills themselves based on job postings and then you can write down what activities or interests you had that allowed you to gain those skills you could also do a combination of both by starting with one of those and then once you feel like you kind of exhausted yourself then or not exhausted yourself but exhausted what's in your head uh, for brainstorming then you can go and try the other way and see if there's anything that you missed So it, again, doesn't have to be this super complicated thing. It can just start with a brainstorm. You can make a mind map, draw that out, however it makes sense to you. Some activities you're going to have are going to have the same skills. You can write them again and again. And the nice thing about that is if you then go back and look through it and you can say, wow, gee, that's a skill that I wrote down five times because it's something I've developed. Let's say it's teamwork. You developed it through team projects at school, through group work. You developed it through playing sports. You developed it through volunteering. Then you can say, this must be one of my best skills. This is something I'm really good at. I should really be highlighting that in my job hunt. I should highlight that on my resume. When they ask me what my greatest strength is as an interview, maybe this is the thing that I should be saying. So there's a lot of different ways that a skills inventory can be helpful to you in your job hunt. And Alexander's going to talk a little bit more now about what are some of the benefits of taking time to make a skills inventory.
0: When trying to find a job, it's really important to really see all the skills that you have and think about the top 20 or even top 10 skills that you have. So you can really narrow down what type of job you want. I get a lot of people I've worked with in the past who said, I want to get any job, I'll just get any job. The problem is that's so overwhelming. There are literally thousands, thousands of jobs. So just limiting it to specific type of jobs that you think you'd be really good at is important. It's yeah, it, it, I get it. You guys really want to get a job, and it doesn't matter sometimes what type of job you want. But actually, it really helps you if you find out a specific type of job that you want because it'll it'll keep you, you, it'll keep the momentum going when you're trying to find a job. Because if you just do anything, that's going to be really, really hard to do. Uh, You can really identify about who you are as a person, and it'll make your job search even more enjoyable. Finding a job doesn't have to be a bad thing. In fact, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. It's kind of exciting. Uh, I get to work in a place that I'm really, you know, um, skills that I have. Um, I'm really good at those things, and I even enjoy it, and I'll get paid to do it. That's the great thing about employment. What I always say: you get to do something that you love, and you get paid for it. Ideally, so it's really good to try to think about top ten jobs, maybe twenty. The the top ten skills that you have, so you can really excel in the certain job that you're trying to apply.
1: And then on the flip side of that, when you've come up with your skills inventory, it can also help you figure out what gaps you might have. So if say you you know that you really want to apply to retail jobs specifically and you have no cash handling experience, and that's not a skill that's on your resume, then you can say to yourself, oh, that's a skill that I need to find a way to get. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you're probably going to have an idea of what I'm going to say here. And it's volunteering. Volunteering is such an excellent way to gain skills and experience. Uh, And I also wanted to talk about some ways that you can take your informal experience and find formal experiences to match up those skills. So you can develop them a little bit more and you can put them on your resume. So the example that I want to use is sometimes I have clients who have experiences being charged with criminal offenses for things like drug dealing, right? Selling illicit substances. The thing is, they're still gaining skills or they were gaining skills when they were doing that. So if you're selling drugs, not advocating for it, but if you were, you were learning marketing skills. You were learning cash handling skills. You were learning inventory management skills, right? So let's say that ends up on your skill inventory that you sold drugs. Here's all the skills you gained from that. Unfortunately, it's illegal. You can't put that on your resume. That's not something you can talk to an employer about. So if you wanted to be able to put those skills on your resume and be able to highlight those skills, you need to find a more formal experience that's legal and that is something you can put on your resume in order to further develop those skills and be able to use them in your job hunt, right? So let's say you have experience And you have skills that you gained, it doesn't have to be from drug dealing, but gained in something, a situation that you wouldn't want to talk about on your resume for whatever reason. There could be all different kinds of experiences there. And what you then need to do is find some sort of volunteer work that you can use to use those same skills so that you can put it on your resume. So for the drug dealing example, you might want to look at some sort of volunteer gig where you get to do inventory management and you get to work directly with customers and you get to also handle cash. So maybe you want to volunteer at a thrift store or something like that, right? So just if you have skills that you want to be able to use on your resume, but there is some barrier that's stopping you from being able to put those on your resume, all you have to do is be able to find some sort of volunteer work that lines up with those skills and get into that and get that experience on your resume so that you can be using it
0: in your job hunt. Now the question is, what kind of skills might someone already have when looking for their first job? I think we talked a little bit about this, but we can try to think of some more examples. Before I said you know, lawn lawn care, um, working with older people. Even, well, think about little things like cooking and cleaning. Have you ever cooked and cleaned before? for yourself even, well, that's a skill too. Snow removal. uh, We need to remove a lot of snow here in Winnipeg. Volunteering really means something. Uh, I I cannot emphasize volunteer work enough. I remember, and I think maybe I've said this in past podcasts, but I remember when I was in college, I volunteered at a place and I had really dumb friends. And they told me, why are you volunteering? Why are you working for free? That's like, that's just bad. Like that, that's unethical. Not really. I gained a lot of experience and they hired me. That company that I volunteered with, they hired me. Anyway, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Teamwork is something. More, what are some other things that uh, are good for skills?
1: Well, maybe we'll deep dive into cooking and cleaning because that's something that almost everyone has done at some point, even if it's super easy stuff like making Mr. Noodles, right? What are some skills that would come from that that you can then put on your resume? So if it is cooking and cleaning, you can say that you pay attention to detail, right? You can say that you ensure a clean and safe working area, so making sure the stove is off when you're done cooking or something like that. You can also talk about being able to safely use a knife. You can talk about ensuring safe food handling practices so you don't give people food poisoning when you're cooking, right? You don't have to have a safe food handler's certificate in order to follow safe practices in the kitchen, such as properly cleaning the cutting board and knife after cooking meat on it or something like that, or chopping meat on it. You can also talk about knowing how to properly clean dishes or knowing how to properly clean a bathroom, and being able to use different types of chemicals, right? Like cleaning products are chemicals, so knowing how to use those safely. So pretty much anything you do, there are ways to talk about it professionally, and there are ways to kind of deep dive into different skills. And a lot of the clients that I work with are people who've never had a formal job experience before, and yet we can still always come up with a full page Of skills and experience that someone has that they can use as their resume. And it's not repeating anything. It doesn't have an interest section. It's just a full page of skills that they have. And oftentimes a lot of them are the soft skills that I was talking about before. There's usually a section on their skills that are interpersonal skills or communication skills, but you would still gain those just from living your day-to-day life. So you can still put them on your resume. Alexandra, do you want to maybe do a deep dive into childcare?
0: Yes, indeed. So we were just talking a little bit about cooking and cleaning. Well, that is something you need to do a little bit for childcare, and also dealing with with children. It's like herding cats. So being able to to manage children is something really important, whether it be your own or maybe siblings or cousins. That's that's something that that's a that's really important can learn a lot from that fast paced environment. That's for sure. Kids are fast. They're messy. So being able to deal with a child is really important. And at the same time, although those are a lot of hard skills, soft skills with that is you have to be really empathetic to a child. Children are sweet. They're awesome. But you have to be able to deal with their emotions and they're growing. So there's a lot of things with that that you really have to deal with when you're dealing with a child. And that's just something that, that's really important. Just to fold that, all the, the experience that you've had with children. Think about the little things that you do with a child. You can really highlight that in your resume. Mm-hmm.
1: And something that I use a lot with clients is a little green booklet I have that is called Resume Work Experience on the front. And it is quite literally like 40 pages of single-spaced, Skills And they're broken down into things like cleaning skills, cooking skills, childcare, machinist, labor, customer service, communication. There's so, so many different ones in here. Security, teaching and mentoring. I've got it in front of me here. Uh, And this is something that I sit down with with clients. And when we're working on making a resume together or just updating their resume, we'll flip through to the appropriate section and I'll get them to look through and pick out which skills they have, and even if I've sat down with a client and the first thing out of their mouth was, I have no experience, we can always come up with at least 15 skills from this book that they know applies to them and that they feel good about putting on their resume. So... If you are interested in having help coming up with your skills inventory, or help coming up with stuff to put on your resume, or you're just feeling a little stuck on how to word things on your resume, even though you know you have the skills, you can find us at yesmb.ca. And from there, you can go to our contact us page to get in touch with an employment facilitator today. And we can do in-person or virtual appointments to help you out to get your skills inventory in line for your job hunt. Thanks so much for joining us today on the job pod. See you next time.